Hello everyone and welcome to this Nintendo Life episode 113. I am your host, NBZ. I may sound found slightly different because uh, I'm a little bit under the weather, but hopefully Bali can pick me up because he's here as well. How are you doing, Bali? I've got this. I'm doing well. I've been I've been diving heavily back into Stardew. It's getting it's quite scary the 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 prospect of that game and everything you can do. I can't game. even imagine owning that game on Switch because as someone who owns it on PC, I put hours into that thing that are unimaginable. The only thing that that stops you living with it is the fact that it's attached to your PC. And exactly. You can't, you can't bring it to bed and then bring it, it on right. the loo and then bring it everywhere with you. It would be my forever game, probably, if it was if I owned it on Switch. Yeah, well, we'll see when the multiplayer stuff comes back around, and hopefully, if that's online, and we can. Oh my god, I'm full, full oh, down a god. big deep hole with that if that happens. But um, in any case, uh, there's lots of things happening that potentially could uh, be fun for us online later in the year, uh, which we'll talk about later. But uh, Bali, how, how about you specifically tell people what we're going to talk about in the rest of the show? So for the first segment, we're going to talk about what we've been playing. And as you just mentioned, there was a Nintendo Direct that we yeah. want to talk about. A lot of stuff was announced, uh, especially that finale, which was another just great viral moment on the internet, which uh, uh-huh. I enjoyed. So we'll talk all things Direct in an extended second segment, uh, just a two-segment show this time. You know what we should do is we should have some campaign where we have like a picture of us with the TNL logo burning in our eyes. Uh, let's do it because <laughs> it seems to be working well for nintendo <laughs> that, that's become a meme just things with burning smash logo in yep. your eyes yep absolutely maybe that's our next uh thumbnail artwork it's just an <laughs> eye with the tnl logo burning inside <laughs> it that uh, would be very very cool um but uh maybe we need some budget for that so get, get on over to patreon.com slash this nintendo live to help <laughs> us along uh anyway let's get things rolling bally what are the video games? What have you been playing recently? As I said, I'm back into Stardew. Uh, I gave it a break for a long time just because over that, that sort of Christmas holiday period, uh, there was just so much out. I wanted to I wanted to 100% Odyssey. I wanted to beat Final Fantasy VI. That I did. Uh, there was loads of little games like Goro Goa, SteamWorld Dig 2. I played like Super Meat Boy, VVVVV. Like playing You've loads. played a lot recently. Right, I was just so, talking to you the other day and I'm like, Bali, you're actually ahead of me right now in terms somehow. of number of games beaten this year. Yeah. So yeah. I, I I was playing like a couple of really long things and lots of little things and Stardew is just one of those things where I want to play it sort of by itself without too much, many other things getting in the way because I just want to do it and that's what I'm yeah. doing at the moment. But before I dove deep on Stardew as I currently am now, I played another shortish medium medium sized game I think yeah. that's Axiom Verge yeah uh, which came out on Switch last year originally came out on PC in 2015 and then it was on uh, PS4 2015 Xbox and Wii U 2016 I think and yeah so Switch finally 2017 uh this game was on sale so I just thought I'm I've been meaning to play this a while you played it way back when it came out I think yeah and it's a pretty great Metroidvania um I think that this is the game that feels the most similar to Super Metroid that I've ever played. I think there's a lot of about it that feels and looks and sounds. And when I say feels, I mean both atmospherically, but also a lot of the controls feel quite similar to Super Metroid. Some in very bad ways that we Some both agree ways. on. 
Um, I think that the, the sort of balance of exploration and reaching a dead end, thinking, oh, I've got to come back here with this other item, and that that loop, gaming loop that Metroid is so famous for uh, feels very like that's a really strong feeling in this game like it, it that, and that's what i think makes it so hard to put down it's just like oh if i just get this one more thing i can come back to that area and then you enter a new area and just you just think oh one more thing and then you end up playing it for like extended periods of time um i which is what i did i think that stuff like the music and the design are really on point it's as much as it looks like Super Metroid, there's some really cool particle effects that are repeated throughout the game in both like weapons and some of the areas. And there's, so there's one weapon which basically God, how do you even describe it? it um, it's a glitch beam, right? It's like a the glitch. Thing, it's a glitch yeah. beam, yeah. So there's like glitchy stuff going on, and then you use this beam on it, and then. The stuff you use the beam on transforms in some way. And that can be an enemy. It can be like a doorway. It can be like a portal to another world or something. Like there's loads of cool effects like that this, that this game uses. And that's where it really sort of stands. It looks apart from a Super Nintendo game. Like some of those particle effects get really kind of... Uh, like bitty and like individual you can see every single little particle especially when you like defeat big bosses and they explode in like a pile of particles it looks so good yeah oh man those explosions are so good and you have all the the health stuff that you pick up as well is very um kind of pixelated too so you're just like absorbing all of it and there is uh there's a real like this is a game that you're like oh this could be on the super nintendo but when you really think about it it's like no it could not like the super nintendo could not have handled the crazy density of stuff that's in this game that right really makes it very very and some of the some of the music is far beyond the super nintendo as well and even though it still feels retro oh yeah especially there's that one like vertical shaft where you have like the kind of very haunting voice that's like like that kind of song that kept playing it was an area that i remember a lot because it was where i got stuck and i was like where do i need to go like i was trying to go backwards but i couldn't get up because i didn't have a high enough jump or the grapple hook wasn't working and i didn't know like which direction to go in so that area is very much seared into my mind from this game because it was where i spent a lot of time trying to figure out where to go next Um, yeah but yeah there's a there's a deep sense of kind of weirdness to a lot of the vocal tracks in this game which i didn't expect yeah and some of them are like really catchy kind of like electronica kind of stuff that i really enjoyed as well um so as much as it gets a lot of the basics really solid and right there the the game does have like niggles so for one example i think there were just some areas where it was just far too difficult to get between save points. Um, a lot of the, and that's something where, and this is a criticism I have where in Metroid, the feeling of getting stronger, more powerful, and getting between save points as you progress through the game becomes easier and easier and easier. Yeah, I like never... by the end of Metroid Fusion, I'm usually just blitzing around every area and forgetting to save sometimes exactly. because I don't need to. I have so many energy tanks. I have like the screw attack. I, you just feel like a god at the end of that game. So. There's no need. Whereas here, as much as you're still getting sort of energy tank boosts and your weapon gradually gets more powerful, in comparison with the strength of enemies you're coming up coming up against, that sense of becoming more powerful is almost non-existent to an extent. Like you, you right. would, I felt felt like 
other than like a few really challenging bosses, I was dying as much at the start as I was at the end, even though okay. I knew I was getting better at the game. And so that, this that's... is this is where the Vania part of Metroidvania fits in far more with Axiom Verge, is that in the Castlevania kind of Metroid style games, it's far less about platforming and, and solving where you need to go. It's much more about surviving as long like as possible to the next save point. And stuff. Exactly, right, yeah. because there's just corridors and corridors of enemies that you need to deal with in order to get so it's much more about like getting to the next save point than right figuring but out the, where you need to go i just don't feel like that game wants to be like that i think that it wants sure. to be more like metroid and maybe it's just aimed at someone who's maybe better at these games than i am but i mean i don't think i'm that bad at metroidvanias and uh it is like a very tough game i think that yeah there's some other stuff like so the wall dash is like a really important part of this game um it gradually gets upgraded and becomes more powerful and you can dash further basically through you're basically glitching through walls right which is a really cool idea and i I enjoy it but to use it you have to double double tap either the d-pad i mean i was using the analog stick so it felt horrible on that anyway but even Uh when i switched to sort of the switch d-pad or the non-existent d-pad the direction buttons i guess um it still didn't feel that great on that because you're essentially double tapping a direction um and that's fine in the slower paced areas where there's no enemies and you're just going through a wall but there's a boss later on where dashing into it is like a really big part of that of how to defeat that boss and it feels horrible it's not fun trying to do this finicky finicky like double tapping a direction to yeah do anything it'd be much better if that was just like um I don't know, something like on a shoulder button or a separate button. Like in Celeste where you just press a different button to dash or whatever. Exactly. So that felt really bad. Um, Also, there's a grapple hook in this game and one of the biggest criticisms criticisms of Super Metroid is that the grapple hook feels awful. This grapple hook feels even worse. Yeah, and the reason it feels worse is because it's more modeled on Bionic Commando as opposed to Super Metroid, and that's a game that was built off the back of using grappling hooks as opposed to jumping. It was like your only way of moving around. And I was like, oh dear God, this thing feels awful. Why does it feel so bad? It feels short, it feels slow, it's... Oh God, it's... Yeah, it's really like bad. with a good grappling hook. You want to be able to like, ch- you want to feel like Spider Man essentially. You want to be able sure. to like swing across smoothly and it's not Steam have to World worry Dig about 2, anything. that sort of stuff. Like, it's just got a really yeah. Solid... Steam World Dig Two has an amazing yeah. grappling hook. And the thing, because there's no power up in this game that's like uh, the uh, spin jump. What do you call it in Metroid? The screw attack. Screw attack. Exactly. Like, there's no screw attack equivalent. So there's a point in Super Metroid where you're like, oh, I don't need the grapple hook anyway I can exactly you don't have to rely on you it you never anymore. reach that point in this game you're always relying on your your you do get a higher jump fine but you yeah. don't get you don't get like an ability that makes the grapple hook uh pointless which is sure shame. um one more criticism i know i'm listening to a lot of criticisms here but i felt these strongly because it's almost such a, it's almost a perfect game apart from these niggles um yeah i think it's a it's light on a couple of bosses like there's a couple of boss rooms you get to and rather than facing off against a boss, it's like a cutscene explaining something plot-related. And you're like, what? But And, and then the time Do you before... mean like the rooms where you have the kind of giant female faces? Because those no, seem like the big characters yeah, in no, the game. Those aren't actually boss rooms. Because if you like look at your map, they appear as like blue or grey. Okay. Whereas there's actual rooms that appear as red on your map, like a boss room, that... Um, it's just a couple of plot-related cutscenes um, that relate to like 
a former boss that was there or something like it and i mean the story I've, i know you didn't follow the story at all i i tried following no. the story but it's really complicated and weird and i it's scientist gets like knocked out by an experiment he's in this alternate universe you don't know what's reality you don't know what's in it's just a bit like oh i i don't know i can't keep up with it I, it's, we're it's not, not really sci-fi people outside of star wars true, as we've stated true. in the past star wars is far more of a fantasy series than it is sci-fi so absolutely yeah i've never been into this whole what's reality yeah. sci-fi alien stuff the so. only sci-fi stuff i like is time travel so if you don't uh, have that yeah. then i'm not in cool great yeah <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so yeah i think that other than those minor flaws some of those flaws are more major than others i think it, everything else feels so slick and like if you like any metroidvanias like this is a very very good one i think obviously you've played stuff like hollow knight since that i know it's coming to switch yeah and i know you rate that far greater than this game um but i mean they're both really different types of games you know sure. like the, you know, that's a very melee based game and it has a lot of different priorities it's far more dark souls inspired it's all about the combat you know there's the thing that i love about the this genre is that it's very you can go in so many directions like ori in the blind forest is so significantly different to axiom verge which is so right. significantly different to Hor- hollow knight and yet i love all three of them for very different reasons and they mm. all stand out and do they still follow the same basic formula but you can there's so much divergence that goes on within that genre um and I'm, I'm so glad that independent developers have just made it such a mainstay of yeah games like these days. it's a really complete package and i'd highly recommend what i do is i always I, I go on my switch i think that game looks good i stick it on my watch list and i just wait for, and then there's a way of looking on the switch eShop where you can just see your watch list and it's very good because it'll tell you what in your watch list is on offer and i just yeah. noticed oh action verge is like a third off i'll just pick it up so like it's definitely yeah. a game to stick on your watch list see when it's on sale pick it up even full price it's only like 15 quid which i don't think it's awful for a game no. like this um so yeah i definitely recommend checking it out especially if you're a fan of something like super metroid yeah it's uh it's one of those games that i think came out and got a lot of plaudits and has continued to do well because it's just released on platforms over the years it's a smart thing with indies it's like they release on one system and then they keep releasing on the next system so they keep being in the headlines and stuff and that's good because it's uh it's a very well-made game yeah good stuff mbz what have you been up to so i am down in london again which means i don't have uh like my pc and stuff but i do have some stuff that i can play on my laptop so i started getting back into dragon warrior with my full series playthrough that will happen for every final fantasy and every dragon quest game that i was talking with you about the other day mali and you're like you're a crazy person i'm like yes i know (laughs) just Um, tell me which ones are the best ones and i'll give those again (laughs) absolutely that's the entire purpose of this exercise is for me to be the tastemaker here and tell you um so yeah so i beat dragon warrior one at the start of this year the game boy color version which as i said i'm playing on an emulator because i can't give square enix any money for this anywhere unless i i don't even think the nes versions are available on the wii shop channel which by the way is closing in like a week uh, or not closing what? they're they're stopping taking point submissions for the wii shop channel um that's why rfn are doing their whole like we uh we wear retroactive series is chrono trigger on that uh, yes, Chrono Trigger is on the Wii Virtual Console. So if you want to get that Bally on that mm. version, uh, you need to do it before like the 26th of March, I believe, is the cutoff date. 
so that's when the last time you can put points onto your Wii Shop channel account in order to... So PSA for people out there, if you didn't know, if you want to get anything on the Wii Shop channel, do it now before the 26th, because otherwise you're never going to be able to buy anything from there ever again, because they're closing it. Um, but you know, in, the, in regards to Chrono Trigger, I still recommend the DS version. So I'd say that's right. probably the best way to go. But um, <clears throat> where was I? I was talking about Dragon Warrior. Uh, so yes, uh, playing the second version which so on the gb on the game boy color they released dragon warrior one and two as a dual pack they did the same thing with final fantasy one and two on gba it's a two pack called dawn of souls which is the first two games remade for the game boy advance Uh, and so yeah i might get to that later as well uh so i'm playing the second game as a part of that package and the first Dragon Warrior, as I mentioned, is very basic. It's very kind of uh, like original RPG, as we've talked about a little bit in the past, like how it was inspired by kind of Western games and as the first kind of JRPG. And this game improves on it in a huge number of ways. Firstly, you have multiple party members this time, so it feels much more like a uh, kind of moving into the future. Uh, and the story is interesting because it actually carries on directly from the first game. It's like a hundred years have passed, and the hero from the first game has like you know gone away and married some princess and like had kids, and they've had like these generations of people coming down the years. And so you now have three characters who are all descendants of that first character you played in the first game and so you have to go around get all your characters uh and then just start traversing the world and this time i said i said i was impressed by the world of dragon warrior one it's even bigger this time on like a scale that is kind of massive and it's interesting to kind of compare this game to the first in the same way that you would compare pokemon gold to pokemon red and blue oh is it just double not even double it's like quadruple or like quintuple it's enormous compared to it but the really cool thing is just like gold and silver you can go back to that first continent again and go back into the castle and the same music is playing yeah i guess so uh yeah and same music is playing and like the the continent is kind of shrunk in dragon warrior 2 like it's not as large as the because the entire world of dragon warrior 1 is that one continent so not as large as it was in scale but you still have everything in the same place and it's been affected by time and you can you can you go back into at one point the dragon lord's castle uh and you find one of his descendants there and he actually kind of helps you on your journey which is weird because you like fight him at the end of the last game um but i thought that was a really neat idea that they were able to like kind of keep that same world intact uh whilst also like allowing you that kind of bit of nostalgia for people who are playing it back in the day it seemed like a really neat thing to do um but it is it's still kind of overwhelming in terms of some of the obscurity uh there are definitely i I play this game with a guide a lot there's a lot of real real bullshit um walking through balls and stuff well yeah kind of but also the thing with the map being so large and the game boy color screen being so small is that there are multiple continents and they are uh, separated by huge swaths of ocean and so there will be moments where you're just in an ocean for like i don't know a minute just like a whole screen of just water and you don't have any direction or know where you're going unless you bring up your map (laughs) your world map which you don't get until like kind of a bit later into the game and you could miss it potentially uh but once you get the world map like you can look and it has to you have to go in the menu open it look at it and then go back and then see where you are and it is it just really shows you how vast and enormous this world is and there are some islands that are literally just like one square 
like one not pixel but like one square of the map if it was divided into like your character on the screen is like one square it would be one square and Mm. so you're trying to find sometimes this temple which is going to lead you to the end of the game you have to collect like these five seals that are hidden around the world and then this one temple is like in this one place that is so out of the way in the middle of the fucking ocean and how anyone would have found it without like (laughs) scouring and looking at that tiny world map and seeing that there was a tiny dot there just the way games were then wasn't it it was like you're going to play this for 40 hours and you'll love every minute of it even if that means scouring the world there is something about it that i still enjoy in a weird sadistic way that's like you know i could have figured this out and there's like some some weird stuff where there's this one island that is just there's a tree on it and it doesn't look like there's anything on it but apparently it's like the world tree and so if you go over it and click a when you're on top of it you'll pick up a leaf which then like revives people and stuff so i don't know it's it was cool going through this game it took much longer than dragon warrior one um and overall i think it's just a more impressive package just because it's increased the scope so much and you're also like dealing with a lot more kind of management in terms of healing multiple party members and then you have spells that are more varied like you still have a very limited amount and they all unlock depending on what level you are and stuff there's no like class system yet which i believe they bring in 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 the third game which is also a remade on game boy color so that's where i'll be going next but um yeah like having even by the end of the game like the final boss so here's the thing that i did at the end which like because it's i don't have the time uh you need to be really high level for the end game and i wasn't i was like 20 something and i was like i don't want to grind forever so i just looked up online and this is one of the other benefits of emulation one benefit is like just speeding through normal battles so i don't have to really pay attention to them and just automatically leveling up find a pre-end game file and just played that no i didn't find that what i did is i found some game shark codes and because uh, emulators you can just input uh, cheat codes so i just inputted like infinite xp code and then just like everyone leveled up like 40 so i was like okay did that in like two seconds and then just went through the final nice. dungeon uh, even uh-huh. the final boss though i had to concentrate <laughs> even oh, even against him so clearly you would have to be a very how high long level. would all that grinding have taken though in, like, if you're only in level like 20s four or five hours maybe if i <laughs> yeah. wasn't speeding it up like even speeding it up it probably would have taken a couple uh so i just was like i don't i you know like the thing with dragon warrior and the the dragon quest series is that it was designed to be beaten by anyone because all you have to do is level up like as long as you grind and get high level you'll eventually be strong enough to where you'll just beat the game no matter what happens uh Mm. and so that's you know I, I i felt like i wasn't really missing out on anything because all i would be doing no. for the next however many hours is the same fights so i was just like i'll just cheat my way to the end of this game and it's not like i'm missing anything i just want to see the end and uh yeah and i did and it was good and i enjoyed it so yeah so that's two dragon warrior games uh from the game boy down one more to go and i have four more games in the series left to beat so i've now beaten one two seven eight nine so i've beaten five dragon quest games what are the three uh, you need to do so seven eight nine were all 3ds right uh well nine is a ds game seven and eight were both remakes seven was originally ps1 and eight was originally ps2 but seven and eight were remade for 3ds uh and then uh, i need to play four five and six three four five and six three was nes that was put ported to gbc uh four was nes that was ported to ds <laughs> Five was SNES that was ported to DS, and six was SNES that was ported to DS. So the weird thing about the Dragon right, Quest series, okay. and my experience with it, is that I have only ever played handheld Dragon Quest games. 
And the entire series is available in handheld games, because the first three are Game Boy Color games, the 4, 5, and 6 were all remade for DS, 7 and 8 were remade for 3DS, and 9 was originally a DS game anyway, and 11, I'm not talking about 10, because that's an MMO, and doesn't fucking count, um, 11 is potentially coming out on Switch, so potentially, you could play every single Dragon Quest game on a handheld, which is really cool, Hmm. considering it started life as a console series, but... In any case, uh, yeah, that's my uh, my ramble through Dragon Warrior. It's it's cool. Uh, nice. The other game I've been playing is I just needed something different because I've been playing a bunch of RPGs. Could play Final Fantasy and just went straight into another Dragon Warrior game. Need some action. Uh, yeah, I need some action. So I put on some Ollie Ollie Two, which runs very nicely on my laptop because it's a very low. This came out a while ago too. Yeah, so we talked about the first Oli Oli a while back. I think you played it, and I played it before you did. Uh, I'm way more of a fan of the series than I think you are. Uh, I That's fucking good. loved the first Oli Oli. I thought it was so much fun. It's a skateboarding game that is basically a platformer in disguise. Um, and it's basically like a Meat Boil style platformer because you die and you have to restart essentially the levels. So that's how I think of it. But it is all about pulling off tricks and trying to like create huge combos and hit like perfect landings and things at the end of the level but it's also got a weird control scheme where you have to use the analog stick to like grind on rails and you have to press a button to land but don't press a button to land on rails so you really need to get your brain around like how it works it kind of takes some time it's like it's like a knack once you get it you kind of you don't miss it but you exactly need to get it in, into your head right and uh I started out and I was like, oh, I need to remember how to do this. But once I got back into the rhythm, I was super into it. And the one bad thing about this game and like this series so far is it's very quick to kind of just finish and beat all the levels or at least the first like set of levels. But in order to unlock the other levels, the only way to do so is to hit every criteria. There's like five different bullet points on your standard right. levels which are like do get this many points get this much combo do this particular trick and some of those for me are very difficult because i really got in a rhythm of just trying to get one singular combo throughout the level so i play the game very specifically every time i do a trick in the air it's almost the same kind of movement on the analog stick because i have a very kind of there's a rhythmic way that my brain is playing with it and so if i mess anything differently or try and do any other buttons like holding one of the shoulder buttons to spin or something it completely messes me up so i'm not wired in order to do stuff like there's one trick which was like go from this grind into this trick and i'm like i can't do that i just my brain is not wired to do it properly and so it's it's one of those things where i have to like skip over that level in order to get the pro version of it i'm like that's gutting because i really wished it was like okay if you've just beaten the main levels we'll just let you go through the pro levels and not have to do this stuff i don't and then treat as, it as, as like a high school game completely separately almost yeah like they, it, yeah they kind of force you into those high score elements they force you it's it's like if donkey kong country was like okay the first five worlds you need to get every kong letter and every thingy to unlock the next five worlds you know right. and that's a thing we don't like anyway and even when it comes to like single levels so it's like yeah. oh it's a pain in the ass like honestly though for me i love playing this game so much that it's not too much of a bother but there are levels that i will never see because it's demanding specific tricks out of me that i'm just not i can't do like i could maybe do it luckily eventually but i don't have the wherewithal to just sit there and try again and again it's not it's not worth trying for hours just to unlock the level yeah exactly and 
the thing is like i blasted through the first three worlds and then the second two worlds were much longer because they're much more difficult but one of the things they added for ollie ollie 2 i'm not sure if this was in the first game but it seemed different to me is now you can land with a manual which means you continue your combo going so you can get a whole level where you basically have zero points until the very end and your final landing will be your final combo and then you'll have like 1.7 million points because you've just been yeah i'm pretty sure that's new i can't remember okay able to land on the manual right so basically what you do is like after you've started grinding when you land you have to not just press the button to land but also tilt the stick to the side so if you tilt the stick and press the button when you land you uh, pull off a manual so you're basically like still grinding potentially uh even though you're not on a grind rail and so i was just going through every level trying to do it in one single combo because that's how you get the highest score and it is really fun when you try and impose that challenge and try and play it that way and i really got into the rhythm of grind rail to manual to grind rail to manual to doing a trick in the air to like and the the game looks much better than the first one as well uh, the backgrounds are really well drawn and there's a great sense of parallax going on like multiple layers like really looks fantastic and it does the guitar hero thing which is when you're staring at the screen for too long and you look at something else and all of a sudden it starts moving to the side it's just like moving because your eyes have just been concentrating on going left to right so intensely that you just like stare at something that's like oh god like this screen in front of me is like warping away and moving outside instead of with guitar heroes like you look at the floor and suddenly the floor was moving forward and you're like oh my god i've been playing this for too long um so it definitely has that effect it's a very fast game so it pulls that off but um yeah i i love jumping back into that series i hope they make another one and hopefully this time like don't self-impose those challenge things to make it so you have to do them to unlock levels that'd be a good switch game yeah i was thinking the whole time i was like i wish i had this on switch because i probably like celeste like i don't think if i had celeste on ps4 or pc i would have gone in as deep with it as i have but because it's portable and i love it so much i just keep going for it and i've you know i'm not sure i mentioned this but i basically 100 percented celeste i haven't got all the strawberries but i have every single a b and c side which is insane i feel like you were hyped for that game but it's kind of changed your i mean i was excited i was so here's the thing when you had no idea it was going to be this no when the game came out i was a little bit hesitant i'm like oh it's 17.99 on the eShop, and yeah it's 15 quid on steam this is the kind of thing that i go through because it just pisses me <laughs> off at the eShop. i know but it's like the eShop. why the fuck is it three quid more expensive on the eShop? just because nintendo switch tax like fuck you fucking uk and brexit oh my god portable portability tax it's ruined everything i tell you what but um i was like okay fine i'll get it and now i don't regret it a single second because it's absolutely one of the best games i've ever fucking played it is so good uh so yeah there you go i guess money doesn't matter eventually when it's like an experience like celeste so anyway uh once having that much joy yeah uh so yeah that's ollie ollie 2 uh i love it it's great ollie ollie is a great series also here's the fun thing if you want to get a high score and be top of a leaderboard wait until not many people are playing a video game and then do the daily challenge and oh, that's what i i saw you post it on twitter but i didn't even yes. know what game you were there was no way of me telling what game it was that you right. were playing so. yeah 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 it, um so yeah because i've been playing ollie ollie too so they have a daily challenge 
and i did it one day and i came in second i was like oh man i could come in first because there's like eight people and like three of them have zero <laughs> points because they clearly fucked up on the one because you have one run at the right. daily challenge and i was like practicing the second one like again and again i was like okay, okay i can nail this i'm like trying to figure out the best way to get more points like do some that. That was multiple tricks mode. it's really cool yeah it's a great idea i love stuff like that and so i was like okay now i'm gonna do it and i just fucking nailed it like got a super combo nailed a perfect landing and i got like three hundred and thirty thousand points which is like fifty thousand clear of the next highest person and i was like top of the leaderboard i'm like all right there might be only 10 people playing this today but i'm fucking number one i'm number one so i felt good about myself uh, and that was great so there you nice. go top top tip if you want to be told the leaderboard well, when just switch, wait till all the good players have gone when a switch version of the third game or something comes out you can try and get number one on on that leaderboard oh dear god that's not gonna happen that's that people are too good or we've got bitrip runner three that's a good leaderboard game oh yeah you're right that. man that's coming out soon as well so many good things coming up uh, and then there's gonna be an indie showcase too so many things Okay, well, uh, that's going to wrap us up for what we've been playing, but don't go anywhere because after the break, we'll be coming back with a healthy dose of chat about the latest Nintendo Direct. You'll not want to miss it. We'll be back in a bit. folks welcome back to the second half of the show we're in we're going to be talking about that then nintendo direct which happened uh a while ago uh our recording it wasn't quite the insane lead up to this one like the other time yeah it was definitely much more standard nintendo fair which is to be on a wednesday say oh by the way there's this thing tomorrow okay bye we'll see you then uh, and then we watched it the next day. So I, like, that was... I like the shorter meltdowns longer than the long <laughs> strung out ones I... with rumors floating around. It was just horrible. It was the worst. It was so bad because I was just refreshing pages constantly <laughs> and being like, there's it's just a like, disease. Reset era was just like melting down because like every hour it would be like, reset the clock, reset the clock. This next hour it's happening, it's happening. And people were just losing their fucking minds. So I do appreciate that when Nintendo are like, oh, hey, we're doing it, it's happening. Please just look forward and Let's not let be it excited. again. Exactly, it'd be bad. But uh, this happened a little while ago. A uh, recording schedule means that, hey, we get to it now. But of course, you're going to get our hottest takes possible because that's what we're here to do. So uh, let's uh, go through this. It's a long list of things and we'll uh, kind of decide what to talk about, which is relevant to us and My we'll skip God. over. 
There was a, a lot, lot of 3DS. Uh, there wasn't a lot of 3DS. There was a good chunk of 3DS, I'll say. A lot more than I thought there was going to be. Do you remember that prediction I made, like, uh-huh. last year? In 2017? I yep. think it was 2017, yeah. And I was like, this is, there's going to be one more game this year, and that's going to be it. Or, or I think I predicted there's not going to be any major game released this year. And then they went and announced Metroid uh, yeah. Returns. And then that's what it was. a whole host of games we're about to talk about. Absolutely. Um, But the thing is, I think there's a pattern that emerges here with 3DS, which is either it's a collection or it's a game that hasn't been localized yet or it's a remake of some kind, uh, which to most degrees is like, hey, there's not a huge amount of development resources still going into the 3DS. Like clearly it's a platform that is dying out because it doesn't have like major releases like Samus Returns on it right now. And I don't think it will do in the future. Like we're not going to see another mainline Pokemon game on that system because they're moving on. It's going to be on Switch. So it's going to be on uh, both. It oh, oh, yeah, yeah. That happened what? this direct as well. We'll get to that. Yeah, that did. So uh, let's kick things off then with WarioWare Gold, which was announced uh, and is coming out in August. Uh, I think that is a slightly different release date for us in uh, in Europe because I've got a bunch of North American release dates here. And unfortunately, because 3DS is still region locked, there are still uh, kind of relevant differences in the dates when things come out here. But uh, in any case, it is coming this year. And uh, it's basically a collection of all the WarioWare games outside of smooth moves i imagine because smooth moves was very specific with like remember how it showed you before each micro game that you had or before each collection of micro games what position you had to hold whether it was like putting it on top of your head or like holding it actually fans one of the weakest warrior wares out of like the four or five that i've played you mean in terms of like the quality of the mini games or just the overall yeah, package? Yeah, the overall package and the quality in the mini games. Like stuff like Twisted, the original GBA game that was remade on the GameCube. Like those are probably my my favorites. Touched was is probably right after that. Um, and then yeah, the Smooth Moods was just kind of I don't know, it fell flat. Definitely my least played uh, WarriorWare game. Fun fact about Smooth Moves: uh, I beat the entire thing with my sister and Ali T in an afternoon when he was round at my house and we all played through all the mini games together and we basically beat the entire thing in one sitting i was like oh well i guess we can we've unlocked all the multiplayer stuff now so let's try that out but like that was kind of weird that we went through the whole game uh pretty quickly it was it's very uh you know digestible but also like you know it can those are micro games so they disappear fast and uh, unless you're going for high scores then you know you don't get a huge amount out of them but um the one thing i do like about smooth moves is the uh nine volt stuff because there's like that wind waker game where you're floating with the leaf (laughs) like when they're able to like take console games like big like 3d things and put them into WarioWare. i like that about smooth moves but uh other things were not as great but as we kind of mentioned because it is collating things from ds and game Boy advance uh and kind of i guess gamecube as well but you know the, the gamecube was basically the gba game anyway right it's being put on the 3DS as a result of a lot of those mini games requiring certain aspects, such as the dual screens or the touch screens. Apparently, it has some new games as well. Yeah, they're, they're, they're going to be new games. There's 300 total, I believe. But a lot of people are like, oh, why is this not on the Switch? Well, to be on the Switch, they would have to really reconfigure a lot of those old mini games because the DS had a huge amount in touch that they wouldn't be able to put on there without like doing a lot of work to remix them yeah. and make them adjust to the switch's different interface so you know that's why 
WarioWare Gold is on 3DS, but it would be nice to get a, a new WarioWare on Switch, but it also follows in the model of something we've already seen on 3DS, which is Rhythm Heaven, because they put out a collection of Rhythm Heaven stuff called Mega Mix, uh, and apparently in Japan it's called Rhythm Heaven Gold. So this is pretty uh, okay. directly related right. in that way. Uh, it's essentially just like a greatest hits collection of WarioWare. Um, and I don't know if you're interested in this at all, because we've both played all these mini games and we have access yeah. to them in some way i would like to play some more warrior at some point though because it's I, been I a while I, the fact it's on 3ds is, is quite a big uh it's quite off-putting i'm i'm looking to buy games on switch i'm i only want to buy games on 3ds if i absolutely have to like samus returns for example like i'm not yeah. really prepared to replay games again on 3ds uh so had this gold version been on switch i might have picked it up still i'd like a more new warrior wear uh-huh. uh so yeah it's it's nice that it's there i'm glad to see warrior wear still alive like it's, it's been quite a while so yeah but yeah i want a big fresh one on switch at some point in the future something i'll say about nintendo fans that i've heard talking about uh, this direct a lot and in terms of just switch generally it seems like for a lot of nintendo fans people are fine just buying the game again even it has uh, like a tiny bit more stuff in it and i just i never feel that way ever about a game like if i've played that game and they add a small amount of stuff i that's like maybe it's just like my monetary senses kicking in or whatever or my value i'm like i just no i've already played that game and they're adding like a minute amount i'm not paying the same amount of money to buy the entire goddamn game again you know it's just not bought mario bros 3 like five times no it's just not how i operate it's not what i yeah how i like behave around games i think we're very different in that sense so something like warrior where gold is like well i already own those games so i'm not paying more money to just get the thing i already have plus a tiny bit more so yeah anyway that'll, that'll come up again later so uh the next thing is dylan's dead heat breakers dylan's rolling western a game that came out you know early on in the 3ds's lifespan i believe this is the third game in the series never really appealed to me never got really great reviews ever it's just one of those eShop exclusive nintendo series that game looked weird yeah it's kind of like racing mixed with like some kind of battle mechanics as well it's uh I don't know. It doesn't look particularly great. It's not really piquing my interest. When, when the 3DS think. is rendering those sort of 3D polygons in a, in a 3D space in like a big action game like that, it it looks quite dated now. Like it already. does, yeah. Uh, and, and obviously with the Switch, it's just promoting a new game like that. Dylan's Dead Heat Breakers. It just, oh, it just did not look good at all. Uh, and as you said, like the previous games have had great reviews, and this game is yeah. just mad and yeah i don't i don't i don't know who the the audience of this game would be no i really have no idea because what it seems like with 3ds right now is if it is something that is not a recognizable ip they would be doing better to put it on the switch and we will get to that later because that is relevant Mm. um to a game that is coming out but this seems like it's just gonna be a dud and not gonna sell at all so We'll see, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess Dylan's Rolling Western is technically a recognizable IP to some people, but it's very, very minute in the grand scheme of things. It's, it's so. an assist trophy in Smash Brothers. It is it's an assist. That's character. the best way to describe the Dylan series. <laughs> it's an assist trophy. But uh, unfortunately, Advance Wars is also an assist trophy, and I'd like to think <laughs> Advance Wars is ra- ranked a lot higher than Dylan's Rolling Western. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Very sad. Oh, God. So you have to don't bring that, bring that analogy up too often. Oh, boy. 
Okay, so uh, next up we had Mario and Luigi's uh, Bowser's Inside Story, uh, which was originally a DS game. It was the third Mario and Luigi RPG, um, and you know Nintendo doing the same thing here with Apparently Alpha this Dream, is the, the fourth one on 3DS. I believe so because they had remakes. yeah, so they had Dream Team Brothers, which was the fourth game in the Mario and Luigi series. Then they had Paper Jam, which was the crossover with paper mario then they had the superstar saga remake and this is the bowser's inside story remake for some reason they're skipping over partners in time which was the mm. second game in the series um maybe i don't know why they're doing that but remember anyway. you getting burned pretty hard on that luigi one you thought it went yes. on a bit long dream team dream, dream team, team sucks ass that game should have ended after 20 hours it's like 40 it's, or something yes it's 40 hours it's Ugh. ugly as fuck i hate i hate that art style it's probably my least favorite art style of anything and yet they continue you to use it i just uh, it looks it's just making like the original ds game for bowser's inside story has gorgeous pixel art it's just so beautifully rendered and you look at this and it's just a fucking mushy mess it looks disgusting i really dislike this art style so strongly uh and i so won't I, be picking up then i will not be playing this version <laughs> if i ever play bowser's inside story it will be the original ds version thank you very much but this does include a bunch of extra stuff there's a new kind of sub story kind of similar to what they did with uh, superstar saga they had extra stuff in there um but this is a 2019 3ds game bally 3ds is not dead Man. 2019 <laughs> it's happening and they announced it in in, in march like why not even near the end of the year it's like it's just sort of like a um it's a it's a statement it's a we are we will be here in 2019 with 3ds look out and it's sort of it's quite a jaw-dropping moment when i saw that for 2019 a 3ds game but i was go. originally thinking because a lot of people were mentioning it was 2019 i was like oh no that must just be delayed for america because i was like oh i'm pretty sure on the uk direct they showed it as being this year sometime so i'm like oh that's why it's because they're putting it out first in the uk or in europe and then they're putting it out in america in 2019 but no i went back and checked the uk direct and it is still 2019 there so i don't know weird um i just guess maybe they're just like this is the last kind of batch of 3ds announcements they're doing for a while and they're just like get out of the yeah, way now. hopefully <laughs> so next up we have uh detective pikachu which is coming out very soon actually this week when this podcast goes live so that's an interesting one that i'm actually kind of curious about uh i don't know how you feel about it bally but it looks a damn sight better in terms of visual fidelity I, than I any do... pokemon game that's ever been released on 3ds I... thus far I do love the world of Pokemon and the idea that like there's a there's a spin-off adventure in that world does excite me. Um I've obviously not played any of the Phoenix Wright games or any detective style games, so maybe this is more up your street, but it does look really cool and those cutscenes and like I said, that world is just a cool world to explore and just the, the idea of a detective pikachu just i can't take it seriously it's just like hilarious. a deep voiced pikachu oh, like God. talk like making like lewd jokes and stuff is just uh, it it's actually, gonna be weird it's gonna be it weird. Is weird but it's actually kind of perfect like i really like that idea <laughs> for some reason yeah. it just seems i'm really intrigued to see what people think of this yeah as you said like i for me as someone who's a fan of like leighton and phoenix right it definitely seems in that vein in terms of the style of game so i'm interested like kind of feels like a bit of telltale mashed up with that which is curious yeah. so um yeah definitely like the one original 3ds game here that seems like something i'm interested in um i mean i mean the other thing uh that they announced which i am kind of still interested in is luigi's mansion for 3ds which there's a remake that is coming out uh this year at some point 
And this one's really interesting because a lot of people are like, oh, why is it not on Switch? Blah, 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 blah. And there's quite a few reasons why I can think of why it's not on Switch. Uh, and one of the reasons is, well, they had that engine for Dark Moon, which, you know, easy to repurpose the original Luigi Mansion into that because it's already built. It's quite surprising uh, they can do that, but just based on how different those two games are. and like, Yeah, but, but like a lot of the mechanics in terms of the vacuum sucking and everything, I imagine they have revamped somewhat to more fit into the dark moon style and stuff like that um and also the curious thing which i haven't heard a lot of people bring up but originally back in the gamecube days nintendo were testing out 3d for the first time they were trying to get 3d onto the console since back then and eventually they got through with 3ds with the uh kind of stereoscopic stuff but back in the day they did tests to have 3d work on the gamecube and luigi's mansion the original was a test bed for that like that game was built to use the 3d and to take advantage of it um and thinking now the 3ds has a lot of games that use 3d dark moon is one of the best uses on the entire system yeah. i would say it's i it hope this game has so well. 3d they turn it off for a lot of recent releases that scares me exactly so so that's why i am a little bit skeptical but it would make the perfect sense in the world for it to come full circle and for their original gamecube 3d tests to you know result in luigi's mansion eventually being seen in 3d um that would be great because at this point 3d is just such a forgotten feature of the system that both of us love but no one else seems to pay attention to um mm. i i do hope that they have it in there it would be really bad if they didn't I don't know it just seems yeah weird. No, i'd be interested in this one um i owned luigi's mansion on the gamecube played like the first few hours and was like this isn't for me but that was when i my gaming tastes were were pretty naive i think it's fair to say and not very not very matured well like we just had different priorities back then like our priorities were in the multiplayer space local co-op like that kind of yeah. stuff and it was far less about playing games on your own yeah uh, so, so i would but, like uh, to pick it up again like yeah i think i'm gonna later. wait until it like goes down in price because as people say this game is incredibly short it's like a three hour four hour game uh so it's uh it definitely it has some new stuff, which is like a boss ru- boss rush mode. But aside from that, it doesn't look like it's anything else. So, uh, so that's all the 3ds stuff. Just quickly overview of 3ds Bally. Do you think that this is kind of the last dregs? As we said, like a lot of you know remasters and collections. Are we yeah. going to get any more 3ds? I mean, seeing stuff? as my predictions for this stuff is so good when it comes to the the life of uh-huh. the 3ds, but. Uh, I think that it's nice because there's a lot of people out there on 3DSs and not Switches and yeah. they want to play games and Nintendo giving them games. Obviously, a lot of these games take a lot less development efforts and time and money than some of the stuff coming out on Switch. And I think that's a good thing. Like We want them to put more of their their heart and soul into Switch games. So Absolutely. making something like Luigi's Mansion uh stuff like detective pikachu is a fascinating game it still blows my mind and then yeah stuff like the warrior wear gold it's it's not my cup of tea but there's lots of people who will own a 3ds who have never played a warrior wear game and that will be right up their street yeah i mean like you jumped into rhythm heaven with mega mix which is a great way to do that exactly and that i really enjoyed that and this is basically the warrior wear version of that game yeah totally so 
that's cool getting it i think maybe it works in the level of getting people into the warrior series and then moving on to switch and having a new one and having more brand recognition. at some point yeah yeah be a bit down the line because it has been a while like the last warrior related thing in terms of warrior was game and warrior i believe uh, right. and that was not good uh people did not enjoy that game uh, aside from the one thing with the meverse which is now shut down that you can't do anymore oh, that was weird um, yeah that was great but alas it is it is now dead so then let's move on to the switch stuff which is kind of the meat and potatoes of this shebang uh, and we kick things off with some kirby star allies news uh there are going to be some free character updates up until march 28th uh which include a bunch of characters from old kirby games like dreamland 2 and dreamland 3 uh, a bunch of animal friends do you know rick kind coo marks and gooey do you know that Mar- oh yes marks carl yeah. marks that famous kirby character <laughs> He wrote his manifesto on All your favorite uh, floating friends. in the sky. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I don't know. None of these characters do anything for me. Gooey kind of looks like a ripoff of Slime from Dragon Quest, so that's a bit, oh, a little yeah, bit yeah. weird. Um, I know I know why Nintendo do it. It's obviously great publicity with the Direct coming out, and they always do this at E3 as well, but it's always frustrating when games that are just about to come out or already out get featured in these directs and you're like you're looking at the clock and you're thinking we've got 40 minutes we need to make as many <laughs> announcements as possible and the second you see uh, a game that you already know about and that's coming or that's out or almost out it's kind of like ah god just i need i need some new announcements to give them to yeah me. definitely but i mean you know that game is out this week or it's already out actually already yeah, has already, the game is already out average reviews um, so uh yeah i mean you know people want to they want to push people to buy it and that's the thing with switch right now you know is if this kirby game had come out on wii u it would have got no buzz whatsoever no one would have cared about right. it you know no nothing would have been written about it the media has changed they're just like and switch, be- switch, yeah, switch because everyone is so obsessed with switch and everyone wants new games on it and it is a first party nintendo game people are like okay let's play this kirby game like people are giving it a shot in a way that i don't think they would have done otherwise so absolutely but to me it's still a kirby game so i'm not gonna give it a shot anyway (laughs) so uh next up we have okami hd made it finally capcom capcom finally getting their fucking heads out their asses (laughs) and putting things on switch it's really nice to see that because we've got Mega Man Legacy Collection coming later this year, which I'm excited to play that on Switch. Like, play all the Mega Man games on Switch. Oh, it's going to be great. Uh, but Okami HD. Uh, last time Okami was available on Nintendo System was with the Wii version back in the day, uh, which our good old friend Ali T has played that game like seven times because he's obsessed with it. Did, um, did he not get stuck on one bit? There's like one boss I remember that's he very did. hard, apparently. He did. There's, so there's, I have this abiding memory of being at his house, and he was stuck on this, like... It's kind of like a thwomp-type enemy, which, like had its body made of stone and it had like all these markings on it and it was like this puzzle to figure out like where you have to circle with the brush or whatever to strike through all the markings and i remember like holding my finger up to the tv because they disappeared so i like had to like put like points on the tv with my finger to make sure he knew where to move his marker to in order to like kill it or whatever uh, and i for whatever reason that memory is stuck with me that's the one thing about okami that i know um and uh yeah it's a game that we both need to play at some point it's one of those okay. games that always gets brought up might even held be a in high regard club. Yeah, potentially. Um, it is a thirty-hour game, so maybe not. But <laughs> oh god, yeah, okay. uh, I uh, yeah, we'll we'll get to that. I I'm excited that this is coming Switch. Um, 
I'll probably get to it at some point. Maybe not as soon as it comes out, but and with the with the um the uh, they're not called spells. What are the things you do in that game? But can you use the, the paintbrush screen? stuff? The paintbrush using, is that yeah. all to do with the touchscreen of the the switch, or are you gonna do the uh, the uh, what do you call it? The the pink Joy-Con by itself. The kind of more motion control based right. stuff. Um. So you, I think in the uh, other versions, you just use analog stick. So they'll probably offer the ability to use analog stick still, but then you can also, if you're in handheld, do the touchscreen. I think probably touchscreen is the best, honestly. Uh, motion control seems okay, and that's what they used on Wii, but touchscreen seems the most tactile, um, and I think that would work. But I don't know, because it does pause battle when you do that stuff, so it is possible. But like I don't know, going between touchscreen and then moving your hand back and moving your hand back and forward, it might be a little bit okay. finicky. So could just rely on the analog stick still. But it it's really good that Okami HD is on Switch having those features because I think a lot of developers could have been like, nah, I'm just going to put the same thing on there and not adapt to the feature set. But it seems like a lot of third parties have been adding stuff. Like Doom now has motion controls, which is great news. And that's like that bodes well for Wolfenstein later this year. So hopefully that will ship with motion controls. But like Bally, as someone who plays a lot of Splatoon with motion and like isn't super confident using dual analog for kind of shooting style yeah. games, That'd if you good. get around to Doom at some point, you can now do that instead, and that probably works better for you. Um, exactly. So, yeah, so, yeah. for it. It's good when that stuff happens. So uh, then next up, we have Sushi Striker, The Way of Sushido, which was announced at last year's E3 during one of the Treehouse days because Bill Trennan was hyping it up on Twitter and Bill Trennan was like, oh, there's this little cool thing that's coming up on the stream and people were overhyping themselves because they're all stupid. Um, and it was, oh, it's a 3DS game where you throw sushi. And it seemed neat. But it's one of those games, as we mentioned before, that used to be on 3DS. It is still coming out on 3DS, but it is now coming out on Switch as well. Um, And so a lot of people have been bringing up the point of like, well, if they're doing this for Sushi Strikers, why are they not doing it for Luigi's Mansion on 3DS? And like, as I said, the reason why Sushi Strikers gets this treatment is because it would be dead in the fucking water on 3DS. It's an unknown IP. No one's ever heard of it before. It's weird. It's Japanese. uh, And people are willing to give stuff like this a shot on the Switch. And they just are not able to do that on 3DS. So it would have sunk on that system. It's still going to release on that system, so it'll probably sell some copies. But the vast majority of this game's sales are going to be on Switch, I can guarantee you that. So it's a smart move, I think, for them to move the priorities and make that the kind of major release uh, as opposed to the 3DS version. Mm. Um, So... Are you interested in this game at all? It looks quirky and weird and like kind of puzzle game. Yeah, it seems I, neat. I think it's just going to come at a time when we're going to be playing other things. I think. I, I, I think it's kind of like during E three almost, like June eighth is like right. when E three is happening. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it does look zany and incredibly Japanese, and I, I'm not really into that puzzler style game. There's not a whole lot of games like that I've gotten into. Uh, I don't know if this is very arcadey one that would make me jump in. Yeah. Uh, so then the big Kahuna, the one that we're excited about the most, oh, Octopath Traveler. That's its final name, apparently. Um, and the weirdest thing about this is when they show the special edition, 
the switch box is literally a black background and it just says octopath traveler on it and i'm like are you kidding me is that going to be what the switch box looks like for this game just a black background with octopath traveler do you want to sell copies of this game because i don't think that's a good way to go about it uh but hopefully they change that before launch uh and launches soon launches july 13th which i did not expect it to be that early i expected like late august at, at the most but that's great it's coming oh, out I'm so, so excited soon. for this game i we have talked a lot about this game on the show before and it's just looking so good it just, I, i'm still dying to know how they get these eight paths to link together and how much they cross over etc yeah and they did show off a couple of new characters who seem neat and they have unique different path actions like as they call the job them system uh, yeah they showed off the job system a bit more like you get to choose multiple jobs for characters and you know if if they have a good job system that makes me happy because dragon quest 7 man fucking love that job system that was so good so uh if they do that that will be great but uh yeah we'll have to wait and see and it's coming out soon so not too long to find out uh, about that uh, then we have Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes, which is the first time we got gameplay of this. Uh, a lot of people were talking about, like, what is this game going to be? No one has any idea what it actually is. And it feels very different to the standard No More Heroes fare because it's not really third-person behind-the-back camera kind of action. It's all sorts. It feels, yeah, it's kind of all sorts, but it feels like this mix between top-down arcade twin-stick shooter style but you have a kind of melee weapon instead linear levels like kind of kind of shoot them up style like going up the screen but also there was like a boss battle that looked like fury i don't know if you've seen much of fury bali but it was an indie game that came out maybe two years ago now maybe it was last year um that was kind of an isometric boss fight game and it's on switch at the moment so you can check it Mm. out there but uh it had that kind of isometric quick um sword play uh and in kind of large boss arenas and one of the moments in the trailer really gave that vibe to me so it kind of feels like they're leaning into some of that influence uh as well as it seems like there's kind of a text adventure in there it it's going to be a big mix of weird and you know what suda 51 he's a weird dude he makes strange games and when i played no more heroes 2 last year i was super into the weird stuff it was doing so this game doesn't quite look like what i'm in for in terms of the same kind of gameplay that i like from no more heroes but i'm willing to give it a try because there is something crazy and unique about what that studio does and i would like to experience it so i'm gonna maybe i'll wait and see what people say but i'm into it so looking forward to that then we have some more stuff about Dark Souls, uh, which is coming out uh, soon in May. Uh, they announced a goddamn amiibo. That amiibo. What? Who is this character, Solaire? What's that about? Apparently, he's just this guy in the game, <coughs> in the game who praises the sun. Uh, it's a meme from Dark Souls about praising the sun. And so, right. when you tap it onto the switch, your character will praise the sun, which is to put their arms in the air. And this is where it's come full circle, Bally, because back in the uh, Fura of the early of this year, when people were going crazy about the direct and the Chibi Robo on fire, that Chibi right. Robo on fire was praising the sun. Uh, and here we are. We now have an amiibo praising the sun. It's the <laughs> so, most random amiibo ever. It's crazy. I I am. I am flawed. It's almost as random as the large Detective Pikachu amiibo. It's like four times the size of regular Pikachu. Yeah, crazy. But the other thing I want to mention about Dark Souls Remastered is that they're having a network test, which is basically a beta. 
So people who want to try out some Dark Souls before this comes out, we can do that. We can just download it and check it out and see how uh, it all works and, and give it a whirl. So, Bali, if you're yes. if you're willing give to give go. Dark Souls a go, that network test is, is going to be happening. So, Then we had a big section on like kind of the focus minutes. of this direct, uh, which was Maritans Aces. They had mentioned before that they were going to talk about Maritans Aces. And boy, did they for a very long time. Uh, Bali, you're the Mario Tennis guy here. A lot of people on the internet have been going like, oh, yeah, this game looks great. I'm super into it. I love all the stuff they're doing. It's like nope. super deep. They've got nope, all these nope, strategies. Nope. You are the opposite end right yes. now. What's going on, Bally? Why do you not like this new Mario Tennis game? The best Mario Tennis game is the Game Boy Color game. Uh, it's base level. It's the basic mechanics of tennis are done well. And on top of that, it's got a story mode with a character that you level up and you can make their technique better or their power better or their speed better. And then you could link that character to the N64 game. And the N64 game is the next best Mario Tennis game. And it was good because it just, at a very base level of raw tennis mechanics, felt very, very good. Like it was enjoyable. There's none of this power shots and all this other stuff. And But, Bal, you can turn all that off. You can just turn that off. You can play your boring-ass vanilla tennis, as I know you like to do. But then I feel like I'm not playing the game that it was designed to be played, you know? And okay. I, I, I would be skeptical of buying a game purely to play that mode. Um, and as good as the N64 version of the game is, stuff like the tournaments and stuff isn't isn't good enough i want a story mode an adventure mode that actually has rpg mechanics in it and apparently the game boy advance version had this as well i never played it that did, version, yeah. but um it just feels like the console games are just so far from that and i had bought the gamecube mario tennis it was one of the most sterile sports games i've ever played it's well just, didn't it, that one have all the crazy fucking power moves and stuff yeah and i don't like it it's <laughs> Like the N sixty four version, you're just like the most vanilla person when it comes to this stuff, and I find it so funny. You just like it's it's, it's it's like when we try to play Smash, and I'm like, okay, let's play slow mo with metal and bunny ears, and you're like, nope, don't want to do it. it and like you know, I don't know. It's like you can make the Mario Kart comparison as well, but Mario Kart always has been the zany weapons and power ups and things right Mario kind of Tennis into the didn't idea. used to be like that the same with the golf games largely like yes there are interesting things here and there on the course but ultimately the, the golf mechanics are really really strong but and do you think like what they sh- they're showing here is really that zany because to me it just feels like they're adding a ton of nuance and depth to the mechanics right like having the ability for the racket to break like giving it its own stamina wheel doesn't feel like a super move to me it just feels like adding an extra layer to the complexity it's the, it's that's going on. It's the problem on. that there are other super moves and it, it the game is preparing itself for these ridiculously long rallies and Mario, Mario Tennis on the N64, if you played it right, you could do short rallies because in real life tennis, most rallies are very short and it was mm. trying to, there was some semblance of realism in that and this just sort of, your racket has three lives and it's got this bar and if you time it just right it won't get damaged it's like that's not tennis (laughs) (laughs) right but like the mario sports games are not the sports most of the time and i think that's the thing is like nintendo like to put their own spin on these things and people buy those games because they aren't just tennis or just golf and something like strikers charged on the wii i really enjoyed uh and that was next level games and that sort of rather than trying to be 
football with weapons, it kind of created, soccer I should say, it created almost a sport of its own. Like that game feels nothing like soccer because of the way that, it feels more like ice hockey or something, like the way that the ball moves around and like, they're not really creating their own sport with this tennis game. It's just tennis with sort of bells and whistles and by bells and whistles, I mean like these power moves and it just doesn't, doesn't look good. I, I I could be wrong. I could play some sort of demo of this game at some point. Or, or I'm not keen on buying it at the moment. But like, if, well, if, Bally, if speaking good, speaking of a demo for this game, they are having a pre-launch event, which is going to be a tournament, uh, and that is coming before launch, which will allow you to play some Mario Tennis before it comes out. Give it a whirl, see what so it's just, like. I just want to f- feel what it's like because the N64 yeah. version just. It's got a real weighty feel to the shots and the timing, and from what I could see of these, the the footage of this game, it just isn't that in the slightest. Uh, it's f- quite sterile, like the GameCube version. All right, well there you go. That's my hot all you Mario, all you Mario tennis fans, write your hate mail now. Uh, you can email us <laughs> whenever you want, because uh, you know Bally, Bally, not a fan here. Uh, next up, we have Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. The hit Wii U game, which uh, is now being ported over. Every port that happens, by from the Wii U is another stripping of the identity of the Wii U. It feels like I barely know it anymore, you know, because every single part, every game that makes the Wii U the Wii U is slowly just stripped away. I, I'm okay with that. The, what, the Wii U is sort of the core console for me of the podcast that we've done and what i mean by that is like the wii u in my mind will always be the console that i caught up on a lot of awesome classic nintendo games on like you know like earthbound and and games like link to the past like really classic nintendo games i spent a lot of time with and that's how i will always define the wii u in my mind because it just had such a great virtual console and yes yeah some a lot of its modern games were great and loads of them are being ported like tropical freeze for example but and that's okay too i i'm not i'm not concerned as such about uh, a console's identity perhaps i will always remember the wii u for being the best youtube machine ever invented by human history uh it was just incredible i spent many hours on the toilet and the and the best smash brothers experience we, uh, we've ever had yes i spent but you know we're i mean that's gonna come but yeah. well we'll get to that um but uh i spent many hours on the toilet in the morning watching youtube videos on my wii u gamepad it was great it was maybe the the best implementation uh, of uh, a youtube or internet it was the best internet browser a video game console has ever had bar none uh, and the switch doesn't I'll, even have a browser i remember it for games like star fox zero and nintendo land that yeah. aren't going to get ported anytime no. soon because they're just so unique to the way that that the gamepad operates and they were those both those games got very mixed reviews and that's fine but i really enjoyed both of them um yeah and yeah it's just cool like i thought it just did some interesting things and that's how i'll remember it even if a lot of the good stuff does get shipped across yeah uh so then captain toad treasure tracker not only coming to switch also 3ds and i keep hearing like, there's all these people they're constantly like yammering on about like why can't these 3ds games be on switch and like for every single one of them i can give them a concrete reason why <laughs> uh captain toad is very easy because captain toad was built for the ground up for wii u in the first place so it's very easy to make a switch version of that whereas luigi's mansion for 3ds it takes a lot more effort to upport a 3ds style game to the switch than it does to downport a switch style 
style game to the 3ds you know like putting treasure tracker on the 3ds takes much less effort and is much easier i imagine than creating whole new hd assets for luigi's mansion um so that's why captain toad is being put on the 3ds but also because on the 3ds captain toad will do it incredibly well because it feels like those dioramas are custom built for that system i remember talking on the podcast ages ago about why captain toad would be such a great fit on the 3ds is because 3d land does such similar stuff like there are puzzles in 3d land which require that perspective shifting and though we didn't have that kind of 3d on wii u i think that it will work really well on the 3ds in order to kind of do a lot of that stuff Um, if the game has 3d if the game has 3d as we've said it's like please put 3d in luigi's mansion for 3ds please put 3d in captain toad otherwise these ports seem very weird like what like i get why you put them on there because there's an audience for them but also i'm just worried like 80 percent of people who have a 3ds don't even use them no they don't 3D. especially because all these kids own 2ds's anyway but like god both of those games are so perfect for 3d the mothers have ripped off the the 3d button or something like the 3d slider mom's like getting rid of that I'm not gonna have any 3d <laughs> muck in my house. i will not have my child be blinded by this devil's nonsense you know uh probably goes and watches tv for t- 10 hours in a row i know yeah oh boy <laughs> So anyway, uh, Captain Toad coming out is good. It also has some bonus Mario Odyssey stuff for people. Oh, cool. uh, it does. It looks great. I'm not going to pay fucking 40 quid just no. to play a few Mario Odyssey levels. You know what I mean? Like, I liked Captain Toad, but it's not it's not in my, my top echelon of enjoyable games, you know? Yeah, I really like Captain Toad a lot. It was one of those games that I wasn't compelled to 100% because yeah, it was a little bit awkward at moments, like go and get those gems and stuff, but anyway it had a lot of charm to it it's a very cool series i want them to make a new one as opposed to porting it but you know for now nintendo have to fill out their lineup somehow and they're doing a lot of ports to do that so there you go the next game to be announced is one that i suggested in a video at the end of last year should definitely come to switch because it is very similar to a lot of uh, classic nintendo games most particularly earthbound and the mother series uh, and that is undertale um, a game which came out on pc i think in 2015 at this point it was a while ago uh undertale is a really good game uh it's it's one of those games that gets overhyped for people because the community around it is just so insane like people are ludicrous when it comes to undertale and it still has such a incredible like very vibrant community like artistically and also musically because the soundtrack to that game is incredible so there's so many covers and remixes and stuff on youtube that you can look up um it's a game that you definitely need to play bali that yeah uh, i'd uh, like to i it's one of those games where i really don't know why it's popular i don't know i don't know many details about the game yeah and i kind of want to leave it at that i just know that a lot of people like the game a lot and i just want to go in as blind as possible and you should and play it yes absolutely and as someone who is a huge fan of earthbound you're doing this the right way which is to play undertale after playing earthbound i did it the other way which right. is to play earthbound after playing undertale and i did gain a, a greater appreciation for undertale after playing earthbound so you're gonna have just a, a better experience first time around anyway so nice. and uh they haven't given a release date for that unfortunately but um i believe it is 8.4 who are working on it because they did the ps4 and vita versions oh, uh, cool. last year so they will be bringing that out soon on the switch uh good stuff next up crash bandicoot he's back the insane trilogy he's coming at the wrong time damn it yeah he's coming three days before octopath so we're probably not going to get to this um i want to play this 
Yeah, so do I. I mean, I've had to crash and held it in my hands before long when I, long ago when I was a kid. But like, you played at, some at my at, house. At friends' houses, you that's know. what I mean, right? Yeah. But I've not, I've not sat down and played a lot of it myself. So I'd like to. Let's give it a go, yeah. But yeah, it's coming at the wrong time. There, there was uh, an image floating around on Twitter the other day, which was like Mario Odyssey, Sonic Forces, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, and Minecraft all on Switch. And it's like the console wars are dead because like right. you've got Sega, Microsoft, and Sony having all these games, even though technically Crash Bandicoot isn't Sony because Activision own that franchise and are publishing it but it's strange that like minecraft is this microsoft published game on switch and now you have crash bandicoot which is like the icon of sony was crash was crash in that um in that sony all-stars fighter what's it called nope they it wasn't. Couldn't, they couldn't even get Crash for that game. God damn. Oh, that Crash game was for such Smash. A, it's such a sad mess, uh, unfortunately. But yeah, Crash could be in Smash Brothers, which would be the most bizarre thing possible. Like we would really be going through. It's not glass. the most bizarre thing possible. No, Cloud of course it's pretty, not. Pretty damn. I don't know. Cloud seems like the most insane thing that ever happened to that game. But yeah, it'll if... take some beating. It might get beaten, though. That's the interesting I, thing. We have probably a few months ahead of us of some things. We've so. got months and months to talk about. Smash, well, so we'll, yeah. We'll speculate. Yeah, so I, I originally owned Crash Bandicoot 2 on PlayStation 1, so that's the, the game I'm one? most familiar with. Uh, I think people say 3 is the best. Okay. Uh, I don't know, because you know, I just played them as a kid. I remember being around... Are they good at, um, games? No, not really. Yeah. <laughs> like, Like... The platforming is kind of bad, and it's a very different style of platformer. Like, Mario 64 went in a direction of, like, open environments, and you had, um, you know, other, like, knights doing, like, this weird, like, side-scrolling thing, and then Crash yeah. was doing something which was up and down, like, towards the camera. It was it was a very different approach to what platforming would be in I 3D. reckon this game will be the best-selling game on Switch in the UK for 2018. You are probably right. You are probably right. <laughs> you are probably you I would not be surprised, my dear it's God. This... everything. God, the UK has such an insane nostalgia for PS1 because it was the biggest thing in the world here, you know? It was just the, the thing. We're obviously pretending people in the UK even own or know what a Switch is, which I right, think that's that isn't, true. isn't the case at all, but yeah. No, uh, but, you know, Crash Bandicoot is one of those games I played when I was younger. I have nostalgia for it, so I'll probably pick this up at some point and, and give it a whirl. Definitely more likely to play it on Switch than I am on PS4 or anything else, just because... It's kind of nice portable game that I'd like to check out. Uh, next on the docket, we have Little Nightmares Complete Edition, uh, which uh, this is a game I was kind of interested in last year, kind of inside-esque in terms scary. of... Yeah, it is a little bit frightening, um, but it's like a puzzle platformer style thing. It didn't look like it was running very well to me. It looked like the frame rate was getting a bit rough and... Uh, the the kind of resolution was not very high it's made me a little worried actually for the version of inside that ships on switch mm. although i i have faith in Playdead to make a good version inside is one of those deceptive games in like you look at it and it's like well that could run but when you you play it the quality of the animation and the lighting and like every little detail in that game seems like maybe it could potentially struggle on switch if they really try and push all those things in there right and i would like it to like run at 60 and be a good version so 
seeing little nightmares not be very optimized here is a little worrying when it comes to that because it's a very similar pseudo 3d like 2d game so i don't know uh they for some reason pac-man's in pac-man amiibo because bandai namco publishes it and obviously pac-man is is their their dude so that's neat a little more amiibo functionality randomness but uh uh it's another indie game that's been highlighted so there you go probably it'll do quite well on switch uh then we have the ubisoft game that makes the most sense not the one they announced which is still not out on switch which was steep they announced steep for like the start of the switch's life cycle and no one has seen anything or heard anything about that game yeah they did weird it's like one of the first ubisoft games that got announced for switch was steep and people are like, what the fuck is this now? Like, because it's clearly not something's happened. Did people like Steep? Um, people think Steep was a thing. I don't know. It was okay. <laughs> it came out at a time when no one was paying attention. So I remember at Gamescom we could have experienced Steep VR. That was like could a we? Thing. Am that I thinking thing? of it right? Am I thinking of the right game? Well, Steep is just a snowboarding, like kind of uh, snow sports game. No, you know? I think I like might it's be a very realistic, a, a different game. Ubisoft made some sort of open world, like flying, gliding game. Uh, Far Cry. No, no. Maybe you're thinking of Just Cause. I don't no, know what you're no, thinking of. I, I, I. It's like no it's like a idea. single syllable word, like steep. Oh no! Like I actually have zero clue. But it's not anyway. Eagle Flight. They made a VR game called Eagle Flight, which was you were playing as eagles flying. I thought That's it was all I could think steep. of. Anyway, never mind. Ignore no, me. I'm getting steep. something confused here. <laughs> Look at that ballad confusing names. What a surprise! <laughs> uh, no, Steep is just like a kind of sports, uh, snow sports game with like skiing and snowboarding off giant right. mountains and stuff. Anyway, I don't know why we're talking about Steep. I was talking about it because I was like, that's the one <laughs> Ubisoft game that we still haven't got. The one Ubisoft game that we did get in this presentation is South Park: The Fractured But Whole. Uh, which was great to hear that Nintendo guy tried to say that without making it sound like butthole. I, I can believe it. It, it, was, it was very good. Uh, it's coming out in April. It's one of the rare games that's actually coming out in you April You played the year. first one, but not this one. I have not played the first You've one. You've not played uh, okay. I've waited for the first one to come down in price forever, and it always goes down to like six quid on Steam, which is a little above my threshold. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, if it was like three forty nine, like I'd be in two, there. Two Starbucks coffees. I know. Two. I don't know. That's look. This is what Steam sales do to you as a human. They just make you like wait and wait and wait for the best optimal. You're, just, you're turning possible. video games into McDonald's. Is what you're it doing. is. That's exactly what it is. Look, look South Park is probably going to be as satisfying as a chicken burger to me. So I, I, I will give it that much attention. Um, the first game people seem to like much more than this game. I think people weren't as hot on this second one. Right. Um, and maybe it's the climate right now but i just don't think like the style of humor of south park is really hitting in the same way that it did back a few years ago yeah uh, you yeah know? so there you go that's coming i don't know if you have any interest in playing one of these uh, games i don't know if you ever watched I, much south park not back in the day. much and the stuff i did it was funny it was fine but it wasn't yeah. like a, a lot of my friends loved it growing up and i just uh-huh. never got into it i just did not have the energy or the the, the time it was one of those shows that I have a history with because back in the day, like me and my cousins stole the VHS from my uncle and went upstairs and like put it on and then got caught watching it when oh, we were like no. 11 or whatever. And yeah, it was bad. But uh, yeah, South Park is like one of those forbidden fruits almost, you know, because it was like something that we weren't allowed to watch because it was a 15 and we were like 11 or whatever. So we we're just trying to be sneaky about it. It was... It was yeah. fun. That was a fun time, like trying to just sneak sneak away and watch it, and it was 
the the south park movie is is a thing that i remember fondly i don't know if it holds up now but it did back in the day when i was 11 so there you go uh then we have uh, the game that will never die it just uh, how keeps many coming up how many more nintendo time. directs will this game be mentioned in because i will wager that at least <sighs> one or two more they're going to talk about this game it's so uh, annoying it's hyrule warriors definitive edition have you had enough of dynasty warriors games on nintendo platforms is it the only game on wii u 3ds and switch Me- no captain toad now captain toad now has that right. as well that's true um, very good there might be one more donkey um, kong if they brought donkey kong returns no that, sort, that would be yeah there's sort 3DS. of like a, an awkward triangle there between returns freeze wii u switch 3ds yeah we yeah. <laughs> so yeah aside from that i guess just hyrule warriors and captain toad they're the, the special children apparently they get to be on every nintendo platform uh it's coming out may 18th moving on we don't need to talk about that uh next up we have arms uh they have a tournament that's happening they didn't talk about this tournament in the uk version of the direct because it's america based and it's irrelevant to us Arms so. is hanging on it keeps arms not has really legs. though it doesn't though because they like they stopped supporting it and it oh, seemed they? like they had a whole host of characters they were planning because people went into the data and they found like all these names for new characters and they just didn't they released like three characters and then they were like okay we're done we're stopping supporting this game now so i don't think arms does have legs honestly it feels like they abandoned it a little early well they kind of released at the same time as splatoon 2 and then talking of which that's the game that's getting the support yeah well i mean the thing that that we should mention about arms is they are doing another global test punch uh that's happening at the end of march we've done a couple of them and yeah yeah, we've not been overly thrilled you may question their wisdom of like well you know why would you do one of these again but like since april of last year they've sold a lot of switches so there are a lot of people out there who have switches who have not experienced arms and who may be interested in it if they get a kind of demo test so doing another one of these is good honestly like nintendo should just have a demo for arms in the eShop, like a single player like just try out the mechanics type thing yeah uh because like the global test punch is cool because you get you get to test the online but they should have something there to, to yeah. appeal to people but anyways platoon 2 the big daddy uh version 3.0 is coming they got a bunch of new gear some new maps wahoo world looks really cool it's like a theme park Camp triggerfish is awful i hate that it's, one. yeah that's one of the worst maps Ugh. from the first game that's unfortunate they're bringing that out but yeah more stages rank x so if you're super good in the ranked mode because i was just i was at the top of s rank just wishing oh, yeah, for a rank value hanging out on s plus all day <laughs> uh, so yeah. you can level up even more uh and uh and then the the big thing happened which was a weird fucking trailer my god that music trailer damn it was good it was good i, like that tra- that I want to listen to it again good. it was very good um so, Bally, they have an expansion. It's the first paid content for a Splatoon game, which we thought this would happen with the first one, but they never did it. Uh, Splatoon 2 is coming. It's the Octo expansion. You play as Octolings in a kind of Portal-esque style thing where it's like test chambers. Like, you're on this underground. You're going from chamber to chamber, and that's kind of how Portal works is like test chambers. Right. So it, it feels looked like, like there that. was a lot of the innovation that you were kind of hoping the regular single player was going to have but it was maybe certainly in your view i think you thought it was 
lacking quite a lot i enjoyed i see see i i i am very skeptical still because i i thought that the trailer for the original splatoon 2 single player looked fucking awesome i was like wow that looks great and then i played splatoon 2 single player and hated it so i am very skeptical about this expansion and i doubt i will play this i enjoyed both single player campaigns and this one looks good as well i don't know if i'm prepared to pick it up i don't know i want to see what so it's say. it's 20 dollars, which will probably work out to like 17.99 because fuck us of course uh <laughs> and it's it's gonna be 80 levels which is a lot like that's that a, a huge ton, amount of stuff for 20 dollars. people are being like oh it's too much money i'm like jesus christ man 80 levels is so much that's probably more than the main single player game yeah. so it's uh it's i think it's a good value for people who want that i just question whether i want that i don't know that i do if they continue to have the same system of like okay you have three lives and then if you lose them and restart the whole level it it does always feel weird when you turn on splatoon and you don't play multiplayer it does that felt weird to me when i was beating the single player and you that live system you're right is awful like that they better fix that the thing that i have come to learn over the years is that I just don't care for single-player shooter campaigns unless they are specifically designed as single-player games, right? Because Wolfenstein and Wolfenstein 2 are fantastic. I love both those games. They're really good. But that's because they are story-driven, like, they are level-designed for that purpose. And then you come across stuff like Splatoon and even, like, Titanfall 2, as much as people praise that single-player campaign, I was like, uh... I kind of just want to finish this so I can play multiplayer, you know? I just, I really was not in that game for single-player stuff at all. And people keep bringing up, oh, it'd be great if Overwatch had a single-player campaign. I don't care about that shit. Like, I would happily just play multiplayer for these games because that's where I like the mechanics working. That's where it's fluid and fun. I enjoy them. I just don't enjoy the single-player versions of multiplayer-based games most of the time. I need to see the trailer again. I think there was some interesting level ideas but yeah like it it looks cool and that's the thing they make kick-ass trailers for splatoon stuff especially for single player the whole style man it's so good so good and like yeah there's there's a kind of weird like feel to it it feels like they are cribbing from some kind of darker stuff and like underground and like it looked like kind of dungeony in terms of there's this one screen that pops up that you see like almost a metroid style map of like where they're going and it's like what's going on here and they're like supposedly they're going to fill in some of the lore and stuff like that which i couldn't give less of a shit about (laughs) like the splatoon story no thank you yeah but uh i don't know some people do care so it's good for them um it's it's a big big deal so that's that's huge for the splatoon community and splatoon 2 is still my go-to multiplayer game on switch like right now i'm not really playing anything on switch so i'm just booting up splatoon when i want to listen to a podcast or whatever just play some rounds that is some that's a big difference between you and me is that there's all these games that you've already played that are coming to switch that i'm playing stuff Uh like you know stardew valley axiom verge um again not night in the woods that's different but yeah there's like i've been playing a lot of little games here and not the start you a little game but i've been playing uh-huh. a lot of little games here and there that maybe haven't you've not played the same ones on switch yeah so uh i don't know splatoon it's still a game i play you know it's it's very good so uh, and that was it that was the end of the direct by nothing else to talk about see you next time um, yep see you next time uh no koizumi oh, i'm so glad that they have come to this point where they've really refined the 
pace of this style of direct because they just love that and one more thing yes because this style of direct when they first did it they had the headlines like below so you could see what was was coming up and it was like oh what a nightmare now they're doing the side view which works better i still miss the old directs like as we talk about a lot the switch's ui feels barren and bereft of personality the new directs kind of have a sterile feel to them in that way as well like i like and he's he's a slick presenter he kind of fits this style because he's he's a very smooth talker he's a slick presenter but we're not gonna have a dude staring at bananas anymore are we and i fucking love that shit like you want to just staring at fucking bananas is one of the best things of a nintendo direct and him speaking because he is speaking in japanese right so that like does make a difference to some degree it's quite nice hearing iwata speaking english even if it is a little broken at times it was it added a real charm but like he was a good english speaker like iwata could properly speak english exactly. and he was he was good at it and uh yeah i miss that stuff but i'm i'm glad they've refined this style to the point where they're like okay we get it we know what you want we know you want that one last thing and oh, boy how do they have a one a last thing so wow. i should mention i should mention that while i was watching this direct for the first time I was not in the most ideal of conditions. Uh, I was with my family at a jazz club because they decided to do that for the evening. So we were hanging out there. Did they not know there was a Nintendo Direct of, on? Oh, no, clearly is like Idiots. the most important thing. Um, and the music was blaring super loudly, uh, so I wouldn't have been able to hear anything anyway. So I was just like... Visual it, you know, only. In a jazz club, you're not really doing anything. You're just sitting there listening to the music. A lot of people have their eyes closed uh, in places like that because it's just like an an oral kind of experience. Um, And so, you know, it wasn't like I was ruining anything for just sitting there on my phone. But I'm just sitting there listening to the music while watching stuff on my phone. So I didn't hear anything. And it's one of the benefits of watching the UK Direct is that they subtitle Koizumi because... It's the same direct they use for all European regions, so they subtitle in the different languages depending on the country. So I could actually read what was going on most of the time, and for most of these, it's just about the trailer, and it's not really, you don't need to hear it necessarily. So it actually worked out quite well. But at the end, it was like, the Splatoon stuff starts happening. I'm like, oh my god, I think I know what this is. Like, I think, because, like, the CG was looking very good. I'm like, they're not going to do this right now, are they? It's like, well, they're going to do it. And then they did it. And then the eyeball, and then the burning flames, and then the most intimidating Mario that anyone has ever seen. Uh, Super Smash Brothers is coming in 2018 to the Nintendo Switch. Bally, how do you feel? Great. Like, yeah. I'm a bit sick of this. So many people are debating, like, is it a remake? Is it a new game? Is it a remake? Is it a new game? It's like, who it's, fucking cares? It's Smash like, Brothers, goddammit. First of all, it doesn't matter. And secondly, I think it's highly likely, surely, it's just, it's like Splatoon 2. It's a new yeah. game, and it's got the same assets with extra yeah. stuff. Like, I don't, I don't see why it would be anything other than that like i think yeah. everyone just needs to chill out on the whole is it a new game is it a remake it, we know what it's going to be largely and we're now in the hype train of character reveals and there's going to be hopefully more character reveals after the game comes out and it's going to be great i'm excited yeah i, I think we both kind of firmly agree that this is a splatoon 2 situation in right. which it's it's basically a 1.5 but also we added a whole bunch of things and honestly at this point i think splatoon 2 is defined enough to be its own game especially with the octo expansion happening yeah. like it feels distinct in its own right and also if you go back and look at splatoon 1 versus splatoon 2 now 
visually it is much better like it, it actually improved a huge like amount the lighting over the first and stuff game. it's just t- it's got a yeah. step up it does look that game looks incredible on the switch screen yeah. like it runs so smoothly it's so good it's it's an awesome handheld game and uh and now the inklings are going to be the next playable characters in smash brothers or so that's what the trailer suggests unless mario and link brutally murdered them because jesus christ <laughs> it's got a dark tone going on but i love it i love how nintendo are leaning into the like super serious side of yeah. smash brothers and they're like this fucking like this is this is some deep shit man because like this is this is real caroline was watching me live watching this and uh-huh. i did my usual freak out like i did when smash brothers is, re- is revealed and she was uh-huh. like what was that about why why what's so good about that game and i'm like you don't understand it's like <laughs> you, you take all the nintendo characters and they fight each other this is like the mecca of nintendo <laughs> yeah like and then she was like oh that does sound quite cool actually i was like yeah it is <laughs> that this is where you hook her into smash brothers by getting out your wii u and starting yeah. to play some of that oh yeah oh, yeah oh, um, man yeah so so i i definitely think that this is there are a few reasons why it has to be a kind of not necessarily port but splatoon 2 style situation and for one sakurai murders himself making these games and it has not been long enough i think since the last game came out and he seemed like he needed a break you know that dude seemed like he needed to take a break uh so i think he probably did and i think he's come back and and done this and made it a game that is not as backbreaking which means that they're going to be relying on a lot of the assets from the wii u version which means it's going to look pretty much the same it's probably going to control pretty much the same and it was a great control system like it was such a solid mechanically driven game like the last smash brothers on wii u yeah like, I, I i really like everything about how that game feels to play it's just for me it's the best smash brothers that's ever been made and we're not like experts yeah like melee's melee's a bit fast and brawl's a bit slow and this is like that happy medium like let's let's sure and you know as as non-competitive players as people who just like enjoy the game and and play a whatever level we play at versus each other which you know you know we're we we, we're okay at smash brothers we know what we're doing but we're We're not experts in any means and we'll get our ass kicked if we go online against some real players right you know for us and what we like to do with smash brothers i think it's perfect so i think it's uh, a good system to stick with and for the majority of people most people will agree that you know this is the ultimate like the wii u version of smash brothers is really the ultimate version of that game aside from the kind of single player stuff which i think is not quite as good as previous entries yeah um, i certainly enjoyed the cutscenes of subspace emissary that was yeah. insane um i don't it's frustrating but i think fans will put a lot of pressure on this game having a good single player aspect and yeah there's every chance it really won't i don't think it will like because something like that does take a lot of time it takes a yeah. huge amount of effort to create something like that and then sakurai has already stated like uh he was like oh and then i put all those effort and then people just uploaded them to youtube and i'm like well sakurai that's what people fucking do with everything these <laughs> days so that's a really bad excuse for not putting a single player like story driven mode into the game but uh, you know he doesn't want to do that so fair enough and you know don't put any more pressure on that man he's already made like the greatest series of all time like multiple times over and it keeps outdoing himself so let's yeah let's cut him some slack for god's sake but uh this the other reason is it's coming out this year it's 2018 bali which we kind of predicted at the start of the year saying that you know it's probably going to come out with the online system right. i think september is a good window for it i also think that they're going to delay it and they're going to delay their online system at the same time which means 
means I would get my prediction right. So, so I what think that's going to delay it to the end of the year or to 2019. You mean no to November, to like, November. kind of like end yeah. of the year. Sounds um, about right. And uh, and with that window of 2018, you do not have the same two to three year hype cycle that Smash has had previously. Like the Wii right. U version was every day on the Miiverse doing a new picture. You did have Brawl with the Dojo where every day there'd be a oh, new so update. Good. Um, so like the hype cycle for smash is usually a lot longer than this like usually we know it a couple of years in advance and they build on it and slowly and slowly over time and they continue to use it to drive marketing and to drive excitement and with it coming out this year they just don't have as much time to do that like the places where they're going to reveal characters are the sparse nintendo directs that we already have e3 and maybe a smash brothers dedicated direct that they have before the game comes out yeah. but aside from that there's not a huge venue to do so and maybe that's kind of a choice on the development team's part to be more surprising to players this time as opposed to revealing everything in advance and maybe allowing some you know joy of discovery when you get to the game and see who the characters are but with the internet and the way things work and the way leaks happened last time anyway i doubt that's possible like we knew about duck hunt dog and shulk and all this stuff before they got revealed because of leaks right. i imagine it might happen again if uh if they aren't careful like if they do another demo and people like hack it and figure things out like to, be to what extent mess. do you think the roster will be the same i've heard rumors that they'll start with a much smaller roster maybe yeah. like the silhouettes we saw in the the, the trailer maybe right. plus a few more and then they'll build from there and there's every chance that characters like cloud might become like snake and then yeah. not, not come back or something. Do you think that's highly likely? I think it's possible. I think what is very possible is that they treat this like Splatoon in that they start you out with a base number of characters and you can unlock some, but then they will start to dole them out for free as updates over the coming months, like after Smash releases, to keep momentum up, to keep people engaged yeah. um, and excitement, and then also offer even more downloadable characters, new ones down the line. So I imagine like maybe Cloud will come back as a free downloadable character as opposed to a paid one because he's already been in a Smash game versus... I don't know, Sora from Kingdom Hearts or something that they do paid later down the line. You know, there, there are, there's possibilities for them to go out there and be super weird with Smash Brothers. Um, and as I kind of mentioned to you before, like, Overwatch is a good model for this. Like, they have created a community around making characters an event and making every new one a big deal and people will come back to play that character and people will be engaged because they are constantly updating it if smash brothers adopts a kind of games as service like model it could be very successful for them um, as long as they don't lean into the bad parts of those types of things which nintendo haven't generally done with their other games like Yet. splatoon 2 in terms of its games as a service model is free updates constantly and now they're finally doing a paid update which isn't microtransactions based it's pay for what you get and yeah. that's what people like so i think that is a very real possibility exciting it's yeah. exciting like this this build up like those trailers are so gorgeous just to watch and like the they are amazing and the hype I, I was just watching like people's reactions on youtube because i can't yeah. resist it and it, it's yeah. so good it's so good yeah there's there's nothing quite like it you know even people who i don't think are super into smash still get swept up in the hype of smash brothers because it's it's just a really it's a great celebration you know and i think yeah. a lot of people have been like well maybe they should like 
try and get some other companies to put characters in here and make it this celebration of just video games let alone nintendo i mean it almost is that once you have pac-man sonic yeah. cloud uh, mega man like your bayonetta like bayonetta, what it's you're just getting a lot of big crazy. hitters i mean what what big hitters do they have left that they could get in there do you think oh there's loads you know there's there's tons there's so many characters that any people want that just out of the realm of possibility like people are like oh no goku is happening now because clearly is ridley finally gonna happen uh yeah i don't think i think that dream is very much dead but really uh, yeah i don't think they're gonna do ridley i think i think they made their stance very clear on that and um i i don't think it's ever gonna happen besides i think you can take other characters from the metroid series to possibly work uh, in that way right um, so, i remember that re- reveal in the direct when it was like ridley is actually a boss in this mode yeah. of and it was like oh god no. you, you never know like just like they did with pokemon x and y like they took greninja before they even that game was even like known right. to them and like made they, him they've they done could some take, really unusual stuff with some characters they could take stuff from metro prime 4 that's coming out and make a character from that game oh. that no one knows about yet that could be in this game you know you have no idea what they could do nice. so that's uh yeah potential uh but i'm excited i just want i just want more smash brothers in my life that's all i, I need. would have been absolutely content with a port to be honest yeah this is a so would i this is because great. honestly like it's been so long since the wii u has been kind of put away and i haven't had it out for ages and like every time i want to play smash i'm like oh but i have to set it up and set up it's a faff but when, once we're there it's like some of the best gaming we've ever had like it's oh just, yeah it's, the, the rivalries and the characters and the and, and the, you know the great thing about switch is that with the video recording we can just have those 30 second screen caps that every we time we destroy each capture other all those yep. boom, boom towns uh-huh those great moments that we have uh, uh yeah i'm very much looking forward to playing a ton of smash when it comes out and uh hopefully it'll be soon like 2018 this year man they have a they have a lineup so and even if there's a lot of controversy about characters and things i want to see some new stages and that kind of thing like i think there's there's gonna we're be... gonna get a new donk city for sure there'll yeah. be one of those there'll be a breath of the wild stage the for plateau. sure yeah, we haven't even talked about the fact that Breath of the Wild Link is in this game, who That's cool. I personally think has to be a brand new character. And the the reason why is that Sakurai is so intent on the specifics of the characters that he puts into the game and making them unique based on that stuff. Some more than others, but yeah. Yeah, but like I think even in the modern era, far more so, he Definitely, is yeah. looking towards like it's that. More, and so, the, the oldest characters are the most boring because you're right, every new character, they've made a real effort to make the moveset like, reflect the game they're from. Exactly, like really, really in a very deep way. Yeah, like uh, and so Man and stuff, that was... In- yeah it's amazing uh, yeah. and and so breath of the wild link there are so many opportunities like his grab is probably going to be magnesis now as opposed to a hook shot there is and, no like grappling hook in that game yeah it? and yeah. his his up b is probably going to involve the paraglider he'll probably have like that as a float down or something and he'll probably have a way to break his weapons and it's going to be i hope a whole new design for link and maybe that means we lose the old link but potentially they could have classic link toon link and breath of the wild link which may be a little bit overkill but maybe you kill toon link you know maybe you keep classic link and breath of the wild link because they're basically the same characters toon link is a fucking clone and you know it valley he is a clone that's actually one of the downsides of toon link is that he is his moves aren't particularly wind waker they've just kind of 
Link, but in Toon Link form. Well, I mean, you know, Wind Waker is traditional Link anyway, because, like, that game is based off the model of classic Zelda games, which Breath of the Wild just gets away with, because it has so many different things going on. The Link in Breath of the Wild is so different. And what about these Inklings? Like, how they're going to work? Yeah, I mean, we already kind of have a model for a a kind of shooter character with Mega Man, because his his A move is a projectile, so there's potential for that. They need to incorporate that move of getting Ink out there and then sliding as a squid in the Ink, surely. I think that they're dodge is going to be turning into a squid you know clearly that's going to how be how it works like dodge side to side it's like yoshi rolling in the egg they're going to duck under the ink to dodge uh, i think that their melee attacks are all going to be roller and brush and stuff so like when you're up close you're going to like pop out a roller and smash people over the head stuff like that they have a lot of ways of getting around the problems of you know just having guns and things right. they have they have other things it's they can do good throw grenades for specials like i can look i can write out a splatoon moveset right now bally very easily there's so much time between the game now and the game coming out where we're, it's going to be this is going to be the most talked about game for the rest of the show uh-huh. right? the, for the rest <laughs> of the year like it, it's going to be a thing look this is a podcast that ranks the wii u game as the best game ever made so you know so second, where second, our allegiance second is second best like, oh i guess you're right we put zelda above it we put breath of the wild above it maybe we should uh, uh take that down again because i don't know well, we'll have yeah. another we'll have another think in will we 150 you know i don't know i think yeah. i'm done with that list now that list is done we can blow <laughs> it up get rid of it uh but yeah overall ballet how do you feel about this direct generally uh what were your thoughts uh i think end? if you had taken smash out of the equation it's essentially a direct by but paint by numbers it wasn't overly exciting um no strong really strong ports in there stuff like okami and undertale are two games yeah. i'm very keen on playing that i've been meaning to and play. even crash bandicoot as well is a good one, right so um but i mean the best games on this list stuff like um octopath it was just a case of getting the release date i think yeah we didn't, we didn't learn a ton more about that game i think no. our hype level is already really high and yeah, the whole 3DS situation, as, we, as we've discussed, is pretty unusual. Uh, I think there's still a few really big announcements to come at E3. And I mean, like, where are the Mario Odyssey downloadable kingdoms that are probably going to happen at some point this yeah. year? Yeah, you know? and that's, we'll get like, a, a even though Metroid probably won't come out this year, we'll get a trailer hopefully at E3 and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, there's some really Where big... is Retro's video game? Yeah, no one is... knows what the oh hell that God, even is. What... They're remaking Tropical Freeze. Um, there, there are still a lot of unanswered questions, as we've said. Loads you know, of like Nintendo are in a great position because they are filling out their lineup, albeit with a lot of ports, but it means that they still have some good things coming out. Like They have original stuff with Kirby and with Octopath and with Travis Strikes again and with Mario Tennis. Like They have some okay, some decent, like good lineup fillers while having all these ports, while also having in the back of their pocket retro's game and metroid prime 4 and smash brothers and potentially animal crossing and potentially, potentially pokemon pokemon like there there are all these uh, boxes that they can tick um and whether they tick them all this year is a question mark i don't think they will because they keep want to maintaining They'll momentum and keep half going them, do the other half yeah. next year and they we'll don't see. need to tick them all because the switch yeah. has such momentum and goodwill that it it's not necessary so yeah overall i agree i think it's a it's a fine direct without smash with smash it's a good direct it's a solid direct um and uh i don't know i didn't expect that to happen at the end i didn't think we were going to get that this I early didn't either that was an awesome bonus yeah for sure but uh 
hey, that means that, you know, we've got the rest of the year to look forward to teasers and more things. Uh, that's going to wrap up the show. Bally, where can people find you on the internet? Please find me on Twitter. I'm at Ballyman91. That's B-A-L-L-Y-M-A-N-9-1. And also check out the podcast Twitter account. That's at TNL Podcast. That's at TNL Podcast. That's the best place to go to find out when all the new episodes are coming out and including our patreon exclusive episodes we just recorded one last week uh we recorded our second episode of tnl takes and we talked about uh youtube uh, all the ins and outs of the whole website that is youtube uh it was it was a good conversation it, it was interesting uh-huh. uh uh-huh. so yeah if you'd like to support us on patreon and access that episode uh, that is of course our five dollar tier uh, we would greatly appreciate your support absolutely and you can find that patreon.com slash this nintendo life and um, where we'd also like to thank uh, some of our patreon backers Bally. yes thank you to our ten dollar tier backers uh, my girlfriend caroline and also atari alex thank you so much for your support uh, thank you everyone else who supports us there uh, uh, we're doing well and uh, hopefully uh, you know get some more and uh, able to bring some more stuff to the show we can be found in many places you can find me on the twitters as well i'm at lord nbz uh we didn't do any emails this show as well because we had a bit of a compressed timeline but been busy but uh bally where can people send their emails usually if they want to get those on the show please send emails to this nintendo life at gmail.com that is this nintendo life at gmail.com we will do an email segment next time Yes, uh, of course. So get those in. Send them in. We want to hear more from more people. Uh, you can also send those to our Discord, uh, which you can find by going to our Twitter account. Um, and uh, yeah, you can find us in many places. We're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we're on any good place. You can download podcasts. Uh, and uh, that is usually where we can be found. Subscribe, rate us on iTunes. That's a good way to uh, get word out there about the show. Rating us on iTunes is the best. Takes not much time. If you want to write a review that's even better that helps even more and we'd like to read them and hear what you say it's very uh ego boosting so please inflate <laughs> our egos because it's just good uh for everyone involved uh and uh yeah i think that is pretty much it bali any final thoughts before we close smash 2k18 yeah boy so it's excited happening. i'm gonna destroy you with lucina again oh, motherfucker you're um, going yeah. down oh. we're gonna get back to the clone wars the clone wars yeah we do we do for sure oh man i'm really worried that they're gonna take out cloud because cloud has kind of become my new main at this point like i i struggle so much against your cloud uh-huh, it's insane uh-huh. <laughs> i love it God damn. he's so good he's so good uh but uh, hopefully they'll bring him back and hopefully we'll get a bunch more surprises uh so uh we'll talk about all that and more on the next episode but for now thank you everyone for listening thank you for keeping with us and uh, we will see you next time for another episode of this nintendo life Goodbye, everyone. I just hiccup. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? In the middle. Like, of- Go on, spin it out. Spin it out. <laughs>
Okay, ready? Three, two, one.